Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard. Hope things are well with you wherever you are today. Hope it's a payday 
for you guys. I know for you bi-weekly wage earners, it might be. For you weekly guys, I guess every Friday is payday. But I hope you got enough funds to get out and go do something fun with the family. Maybe you'll come out to Duty Noble Field and be with us as we uh, welcome Quinnipiac to Starkville, Mississippi. We're going to preview the series. We're going to look ahead to the State Ole Miss game. Mississippi State going to play LSU in the SEC uh, Women's Tournament later today. That's a 5 p.m. tip thereabouts. You know, there's always a little bit of wiggle room with these tournament events, but uh, that's who it's going to be. LSU takes care of Florida. So that's your weekend rooting interest as we record today. Some big news to discuss with Mississippi State baseball. We'll get into all that. We'll kind of look at what it all means. Bulldogs are going to play baseball. We're going to play 56 games of baseball if we can help it this year. And then we'll see what happens in the postseason. But that's the plan. And so my hope is, is that uh, you guys will stay on board with us and not get caught up in the minutia and the negativity of uh, the recent news. It is certainly a setback. All of that said, Mississippi State's got a lot of talented baseball players. It's always a bad thing when you lose a weekend starter. But we've got some guys that are beginning to step up. This time last year, we were celebrating JT again. There's some of the freshmen that will be able to step in. And the main thing for JT again is just about getting healthy. It's about getting better. I don't know that Mississippi State fans – have seen a 100% healthy JT again, and I, and I hope we get the opportunity to do that. I really do. I think there is a real possibility of that. But, uh, you know, listen, hey, it is what it is. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a big JT Ginn fan. Think a lot of him and his family. And we wish him the absolute best. I know you guys echo those same sentiments. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of the show, the absolute best place to break bread in Starkville. Bulldog Burger Company, a place that invested in your community, invested in Tupelo. It's one of those places where you will get really fired up when you go in there. It's a place that was built with you in mind. Great food, great prices, great atmosphere there at Bulldog Burger Company. And as I've shared with you guys, there are a few off-the-menu specials that you need to, to, to ask about. Chances are you won't have to ask. That great wait staff will go ahead and mention to you that there are some other things that are available. You need to try them, including... The Bulldog Burger Company nachos. That's a, a new favorite appetizer. Be sure to break bread with them and find out if you that's going to be your new favorite. Encourage you to bring the family down, have a great atmosphere and a great experience with the fine folks at Bulldog Burger Company. Now, two locations to serve you on University Drive here in Starkville and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So let's go ahead and get to it. It was... Uh, it wasn't a good morning at the uh, Hall of Champions today. I mean, we I, I discussed on Thursday morning show that we expected to have some news on JT again. Had heard some things, but it's one of those deals where you know a lot of people. It's, it's been kind of a, a poorly kept secret, I guess you could say. And there are a lot of people. So I don't understand why they hadn't said anything. Let me share with you what I know, what I can share. So JT again, again has not been a hundred percent healthy. Tried to pitch through some things because he's a competitor. They discover an issue. They have now had the surgical procedure to correct the issue. JT again will hopefully be able to pitch pain-free from now on. That's the hope. That's where his future is. But there was some discussion. You know, before that, you make the decision to have season-ending surgery, you get out and you go see some people. And that's what they did. Last week, 
JT again, his family wanted to know all of their options. Didn't just want to say, okay, well, listen, this, this one doctor says we got to have surgery. Wanted to get a wide range of opinions. That's what they did. And then made the very difficult decision to go ahead and have the season ending surgery. And I think in hindsight, it probably won't be a difficult decision. It was probably the, the, the absolute best thing for JT in his future, but that's the decision. I have done my best to prepare you Boneyard listeners you know, based on the information that I had at the time, to go ahead and plan on the 2020 season without JT Ginn. That is now the official word. He is done for the season. And, and for, for, in many respects, for everybody involved, now there is kind of some finality to this for this year. You know, last year, JT was a guy that, you know, ha- had some issues, as you guys are aware, had some inflammation issues, did his best to compete for Mississippi State at the highest level he could, even though he was not at 100%. Went out and pitched at Omaha, deserved to get a win at Omaha. But there was all this back and forth, up and down, is he pitching this week? He had a short outing, he had a good outing. You know, it was just a lot of those things. You know, the kid had several MRIs last year. You know, and it's just one of those things when you have these issues, you begin to ask yourself, okay, what's what's best long term? Well, they have they believe they have found the solution to that, and so I am eager to see what he can do when he is back and a hundred percent. I am a firm believer that we have not seen the best of JT Ginn here at Mississippi State, and so what does that mean for next year? Well, you know, it, sometimes it takes a full year, you know, to recover. And there are a lot of guys that begin to throw again and they don't really capture their velo. You know, I am told they had a what is de- determined to be a successful surgical procedure and that he will be on a bit of a fast track for recovery. But it's one of those things, too, that everybody is a little bit different. You know, Ethan Small went through a similar procedure, lost a little velo, became a better pitcher. He was a hard thrower before, he became a craftsman of his pitches after that. Keegan James had this similar procedure. Took him a little while to get going, but you know his velo was still very good. He's got major league velo. So we have had some guys that have gone through this procedure or something similar that uh, have come back and, and had varying degrees of success because everybody is a little bit different recovery-wise. There are some people that can come back and in a year's time. It's one of those things, you know, in hindsight, you say, well, you know, and that's the thing too, with the luxury of hindsight, you begin to ask yourself, what if we had done this last year? What if we had had this in the off season? Where would we be now? Well, I, I don't know that he would be ready now either. Let's just focus on what is rather than what should have been or what could have been. But JT Ginn, no longer an active member of the Mississippi State 2020 roster. And again, there is now some finality in that. JT Ginn is gonna is draft eligible this year too. I mean, and that's not to say that somebody won't take a chance on him and perhaps give him some out of slot money to try to get him to come. Because I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, well, you know, he's had this and had that. Yeah, nobody's really scared of arm trouble anymore. Yeah, you know, that's, that's one of those things that I, that I have learned, you know, kind of in recent weeks is that there are some, especially with guys like him that have, you know, that explosive breaking stuff that he is a guy that, uh, you know, people are willing to kind of take a chance on just because of the fact they see long-term that that could be a big thing. It's not like it was 10 years ago. 
you know, there's a lot of people back in the, well, he had to have surgery, so he kind of comes with a buyer beware label. Nowadays, it seems like everybody at some point has had surgery to repair something. Happens regularly. So that doesn't scare people off anymore. So there's going to be you know, a lot of discussion about that, and there's going to be a real possibility that JT gets drafted again. There's a chance that he may sign. I mean, there may be a possibility that JT again never pitches again at Mississippi State. That's also a possibility. You just never know how this thing is going to go. It's very, very unpredictable. And I've talked to a lot of people in the industry. They say, you know what? At this point, there's just not enough information at this point to have a, an, an accurate assessment of how things will likely go. You just simply, what, what if the Dodgers came back this year and said, you know what? We still believe in this kid. We're going we're gonna to take him anyway. We're gonna we're gonna pay him what we were gonna pay him because we believe in him. That that is absolutely a possibility. I don't I don't know how practical that is right now because it is all also fresh. Got to see how he recovers and and I'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be in close consultation, you know, with the family and the medical professionals and have their own medical people kind of assess his condition. But uh, J T. Ginn is going to pitch in the professional baseball ranks at some point. Whether he has another year at Mississippi State kind of remains to be seen. They just don't know. The Tanner Allen situation, a little more cut and dry, but there are still some variables there, too. There is still the possibility that T.A. comes back and plays this year. It's one of those things, too. It's like when you begin to think about all the moving parts that go with the hand and the wrist and all the things you do with, you know, gripping a glove and gripping a bat, you know, it's a different dynamic. And everybody handles it a little bit differently. Everybody heals at a different rate. Now, Tanner Allen's a tough kid, as is JT again. Tanner Allen, I'm, as soon as he can grip a bat, he will want to be out there and helping Mississippi State. You know, his situation, in my mind, is a little more complicated draft-wise because he is draft-eligible, but he's really playing a new position for the first time. That's not to say that he won't get drafted. But I think in his situation, let's say that he's going to be at diminished ability the remainder of the year. Let's say that he lingers on and this thing becomes something that turns into weeks and months. You know, maybe at that point, the best thing for him is to redshirt because he has a redshirt available and there will be no issue at all getting him a redshirt year considering the injuries. He had mul multiple injuries this year already. And then all of a sudden he gets another year of eligibility. Then he's got another year to play with. So he, he wouldn't return as a senior next year. He returns as a redshirt junior with a year to kind of play with. So he still has that extra year of leverage. And so that's something to consider, too. That's not to say that Tanner Allen's not going to come back. You know, Chris Lamontis kind of spoke off the cuff today and said, well, you know, Steve, it, uh, it could be a couple weeks. But uh, we, they don't really want to put a time frame on it because two weeks from now, everybody's going to be saying, hey, is Tanner Allen coming back? There's no firm time frame for his return. Could be four to six weeks, could be next year. You just don't know, again, because there are so many moving parts to this thing. It's not as simple as, as you might suggest. You never know how people are going to heal. And so it's best now that Mississippi State kind of prepare uh, to have a lineup without Tanner Allen for the foreseeable future. And then when he does come back, whenever that is, then all of a sudden he returns to his normal spot in the order. We're going to be in SEC play pretty soon. And those are the things that concern you. You've got some guys that have kind of been through the wars a bit. You know, Tanner Allen's a guy that's been to Omaha twice. JT Ginn's a guy that pitched in Omaha last year. 
and was quickly becoming a fan favorite. And so now those guys are no longer available. And again, there is the possibility Tanner Allen returns to the lineup this year. But I don't think it's I don't think anybody should invest any time or worry at this point thinking, okay, he's going to be back for this series or that series or whatever. There's a lot of baseball left to be played, and Chris Lamonis has to balance what is best for the team and what is best for the student athlete. And he will make the right decision, as will the team doctors and Tanner Allen's family. Listen, this is supposed to be a big year for him. This is the year he was supposed to kind of prove that he could play in the outfield, and uh, this he's an All-American. And so now he is not out there. So what's Mississippi State going to do? Well, those are some things that um, are being discussed. How do we address these issues now as we move forward to the weekend? I want to remind you guys, too, I have made the switch to Hawthorne.co. I, I don't know that I'm going back, to be honest with you. I was an eternity guy for a long time. But I like the more manly scent of Hawthorne.co. And, and I've had, again, several compliments. It's one of those things. But a lot of people would say, Steve, I've heard you talk about this, these products on your show. Are they really that good? And the answer to the question is, yes, they really are. Go to Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. Don't tune me out. Trust me. Go do this. And go take the quiz because there's not anybody out there that kind of gives you a guide on how to buy cologne. You'll take their quiz. They will pair you up based on your preferences with the products that work best for you. You can get the body wash. You can get the shampoo and the conditioner. You can get deodorant. You can get the cologne. I love them all. I encourage people because we are you know, really kind of a cologne-based society. That's the one to start with. I would suggest that you get the whole gift pa package, but if you can't, the cologne's the way to go. You get the work scent, the play scent. You're going to love it. Again, it's hotborn.co. Use promo code BONEYARD, and they'll give you 10% off your first order to kind of give you some incentive by being a loyal Boneyard listener. It's the phrase it pays, Boneyard. So let's get into uh, what's going to happen in those spots. So Chris Lamontis announces kind of what people have been expecting for some time. Christian McLeod will now make the move to Friday. Based on his equilibrium emotionally, Based on his talent level, he is a Friday night guy. And so seeing him move to Friday night is uh, not an issue at all. I, I think you're going to continue to see him compete at a high level. I think there are a lot of people around the league that probably are not happy to see him on Friday night because they like to see State thrown off a little bit. But I, I expect that Christian McLeod will come in. This is a good weekend before we get into SEC play. Kind of let him get accustomed in there. But it's really just pitching a day sooner. He's been better and better every time out. Rather than move Sarantola up till Saturday, we're going to start Will Bednar. And he was a guy, too. If you recall, Chris Amonis told us early in the year, they were trying to extend him a little bit because they, you know, he was a guy that's been a little bit – he was injured in high school. He came back. So he didn't have pitch a lot of big innings last year. But uh, – he goes from two innings to three innings to three and four innings. And so he has swing and miss stuff. So you put him on Saturday and you keep Sarantola on Sunday. Will Bednar, and I shared this with you guys uh, yesterday, and it's not something that's not you know available everywhere else, but he has 10 innings pitched and nine of them were, uh, them were scoreless. And the one inning they finally got to him it was the first time they kind of pushed him out there to three innings. I worry a little bit about the stamina. But you know what? If you get five innings out of him and then turn it over to the bullpen, you should be okay. 
I'm sure that's the thinking, is that we can get five, maybe six, then you turn it over to the bullpen. And, of course, there's one less arm coming out of there now, but now Carlisle Kessler becomes kind of a long relief guy. And I think he has pitched pretty well. Now, he is not a typical Friday night guy, but I think he has really gone out there and competed for Mississippi State. And so I think he can get you one time through the order as a reliever, and then you turn it over to your closer. And so that's kind of how they plan to pitch those things. Still think Houston Harden's going to be the midweek guy of note. But the new rotation, McLeod Friday, Bednar Saturday, Sarantola on Sunday. So you have a redshirt freshman, a freshman, and a sophomore. You might take a little lumps, but when you begin to think about next year, this is one of those things where no matter what happens with JT again, if you have the ability to kind of establish these guys as your weekend starters, then you kind of return that rotation intact next year because none of those guys are draft eligible. So that that's a kind of a silver lining, I guess, from all of this. And all of a sudden you get JT back next year. And let's say that he's anywhere close to weekend ready. Now, all of a sudden, you feel really good about all your options on the pitching staff. So that's kind of where we are with that. They will work hard to win ballgames for you. We've all felt like Christian McLeod will eventually be a Friday night guy. It's just going to be a little bit ahead of schedule now. I like those decisions. I, I thought eventually they would probably move Christian to Friday and then move uh, Kessler to Saturday or even to Sunday by the time we got into SEC play. But fortunately, we have a weekend to kind of see how things go before we have to go take on Arkansas. And Arkansas is a good offensive team. They've had a, a pretty rough stretch here as of late, you know, not completely uh, unrelated to what Mississippi State's done. You know, they played some pretty good competition last weekend, too, and, and didn't fare very well. Lost four games in a row before they, they won another one. And so that'll be a series that's going to mean a whole lot because Arkansas is going to figure it out as it's Mississippi State. You know, Arkansas is a team that's battled through some injuries too. Casey Martin, you know, had surgery in an offseason uh, on his wrist, and he has not been the same player. But he is very talented, and he will be. So we got to get our ducks in a row before the Hogs come to town. I think the fact that these players have kind of been – this is not a shock to them. They've been around – for a couple of weeks, they under, they understand what JT Ginn was dealing with, and so while it's official to us, it is something that has been in the back of their minds for some time. They have they have not needed time to warm up to this idea because they have known for some time that JT was uh, likely done for the year. They were all on the trip back from Long Beach State with Tanner Allen, so they've already had a few days to kind of come to grips with that. We're getting ready to go play a ball game, and so now there's information that's out there for the first time publicly, but it's not something the players have been unaware of privately. So don't worry about the psyche of this team. I have to mention Mississippi State baseball. We go out and recruit champions. We go out and recruit players that are chomping at the bit. They play for each other, but they play for that M over S. And they also understand that, you know what, this guy's going down. I got to step it up a little bit. It's my turn to be the next man up. I got to get in there and make some things happen. You remember last year when Elijah McAmey, you know, had that foot injury. And there were a lot of people that felt like the sky was falling. Oh, what are we going to do? You know, I don't know that Mac was ever 100% the rest of the year. He hit some big balls for us later in the year. But all of a sudden, that opportunity gave Josh Hatcher a chance to get back in the everyday lineup. And Hatcher takes full advantage of that. And Hatcher plays his way into 
lot of opportunities, and now he's an everyday starter again. And so this is another way you can look at this, the silver lining in this all this, all this whole deal. is It's going to give somebody else an opportunity. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to play on the same level as Tanner Allen because I don't believe that. I don't believe that's the case. But as Chris Lamona says, they're going to kind of match it up based on pitching. So, you know, they'll have some guys out there. Obviously, you know, Bryce Brock is a guy that can play. Brad Cummins is a guy that can play. There are some guys that are better defensively than others. They'll move some guys around. But we'll be able to kind of vary the lineup a little bit based on the pitching matchups. We'll see what happens. But I think it's one of those deals, too, where you have recruited some guys, and we've heard a lot of good things about some of these younger guys. Well, it's time for them to step up and be, you know, be veterans, be contributors. They're not going to have an opportunity to just kind of sit there and, and hope for the best. They're going to have to come out there and play ball a little bit. The good thing is in this order, and listen, I get it. We have not been a great offensive team much of the year. There are some pieces in this order, guys like Jordan Westberg and Justin Foskey, that can carry some of these guys. But there will come a time, because the game always finds you, there will come a time when the guy that's hitting in Tanner Allen's spot is going to have to get a hit for us in order for us to win a ball game. And the good news is that we've recruited such a high level, we should be able to find somebody to do that. But it's going to be a back-committee approach in right field until we know what's going to happen with Tanner Allen. We got uh, You guys have been with me for a long time. You understand that my bookie is uh, a sponsor that has been one of those people that have uh, believed in the boneyard for some time. They're back for March Madness. I know many of you love March Madness, and who doesn't? Everybody, it's one of the, the biggest days in all of the, all of the calendars, the first day of the NCAA Men's Tournament. My bookie's the best place for you to cash in on all those insane buzzer beaters and huge upsets and white-knuckle finishes and kind of rooting for teams you've never really followed, right? They offer live betting on every game, bracket challenges, and national championship futures, and much, much more. You can bet on almost anything, even including the Democratic nomination and the presidential election. You might can even name the next pope. My bookie caters to all players of all skill levels, whether your research, each matchup, or you fill out your bracket based on mascots alone. My bookie's got a, a tournament bracket challenge just for you. Join now and start winning big today. You're sick and tired of getting the run around when you ask for your payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag, use promo code BONEYARD, for a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. Promo code BONEYARD. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at MyBookie. Again, that's MyBookie.ag, promo code BONEYARD, for a 50% deposit bonus. So let's look ahead here. Quinnipiac is, uh, you know, the one thing a team like Mississippi State needs right now is a team like Quinnipiac. And, and it's, number one, it's a, fun, it's a fun name to say, right? Quinnipiac. Go ahead and say it. Say it with me. Quinnipiac. It is a fun thing to say. They are a team that uh, reached the regional final last year. Chris Amonis talked about that today. They gave ECU all they wanted. They have really struggled this year. And so one of the things that I love is when you have a moment like this, when you've had a frustrating run, you get a team that you can maybe take a little frustration out on. And so this is a team that has really struggled to score runs. They're currently 1-8 on the year. They open the series and lose a three-game set at Texas San Antonio where they scored four runs in three games. Outscored 20-4 to four in that series. 
The next week, they go to Harrisonburg, Virginia, and take on James Madison. They got shut out in two games. They get outscored 20-11 to 11 on the weekend. That Sunday game became almost like a church league softball game. It was a 12-11 win for James Madison. Their lone win came against Virginia Military Institute. They played a three-game set their last weekend. They win the Friday night game 10-3. Played doubleheader on Sunday after a Saturday washout. They lose 7-3, lose 14-7. So they found the sticks a little bit last weekend, but they are a team that has really struggled in most aspects of the game of baseball. Mississippi State needs to take full advantage of this, put some wins on the board, and it should be a great weekend weather-wise. It's going to be cool, but it's going to be sunny. Really, really excited to have you all here. Now, running through this offensive team here at Quinnipiac, go ahead and say it again, Quinnipiac, leading hitter Evan Volgamore, hitting 296. They don't have a single hitter hit number 300 in the everyday lineup. They've got, you know, one kid that's a pinch hitter that's had a couple of bats, but hitting 500. Evan Volgamore, the leading hitter, has eight hits on the year, two home runs, seven RBI. He's their guy. Ian Ostberg, second leading hitter, hitting 281. Colton Bender, what a great baseball name that is, Colton Bender. I mean, he should have been a pitcher, right? Colton Bender's got a dinger at 7 RBI, hitting buck, hitting 250. Uh, Michael Cohn uh, hitting a buck 50, one home run, two RBI. So you've got five home runs littered throughout the lineup. They've allowed eight home runs. They've allowed 60 RBI. They've only got hit, hit 31. As a team, they're hitting 204. And you're going to get a, you know, a, a pitching staff at Mississippi State's ready to go. Hopefully, we can add to some of their misery. Uh, I'm eager to see how we do. But this uh, Quinnipiac team, they've got some guys on here. They were on a team last year that, that made a regional. And this is not an inexperienced team by any stretch of the imagination. They're not playing very well, but they're not a team that is made up of a bunch of newcomers uh, and a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, aren't guys that won some ball games. You know, they've got some guys that have been around a little bit. Uh, so we'll see, you know, how, how things go. But um, Mississippi State needs these wins. There's, we need to win off three. They don't need to be close. We need to go out there and make things happen. Look at the pitching staff as a team. They have a, a collective ERA of 5.99, one and eight on the year, as you guys are well aware. Uh, Christian Nicolosi been pretty effective for them. Started two games, has gone a team high. 11 and one-thirds of an inning, ERA of just 0.79. That's pretty impressive. Allowed just eight hits, one run in his two appearances. Struck out 10, walked one. Pretty good numbers there. Holding opponents to 211 as a batting average. Go ahead and expect to see him for sure. Uh, Brandon Garcia is another guy that's had a start. 6.75 ERA, just eight innings pitched. He's allowed six runs, struck out five, walked five. Uh, Arthur Correa, ERA of 13. He's had three starts. He's 0-3 on the year. Has gone just nine innings pitched in his three appearances. Allowed 19 hits, 18 runs, 13 of them earned. Just seven strikeouts, three walks. Everybody's absolutely putting the ball in play against him. 
Opponents are hitting 422 against him. 422. So this is just pretty much what the doctor ordered, right? You got a frustrated Bulldog team that dropped a series last weekend. They were hoping to win. They dropped a midweek game with Texas Southern, and they found out that a couple of teammates aren't going to be available. It's a good team to go take your frustration out against. I think this is. I think the, the finality of the JT Ginn thing, and the fact that Tanner Allen is going to be out for a while, and again, that's not. Don't 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 think in two weeks from now we're going to find out that he's back. Because even when he's back, it's going to be like Mac was last year. Even when he was back, he wasn't 100%. It took a while. But there's nothing that I look at with the Quinnipiac team, whether it be a record or an ERA or a team batting average or anything. There's nothing that you look at there and you begin to think, okay, these guys ought to be able to come in here and challenge us. They absolutely shouldn't be. They shouldn't be able to come in here and challenge us. Got to go take care of business. Simple as that. Mississippi State has to go take care of business. And uh, I suspect that we will. I will not be there tonight. I'm going to be I'm going to a show, and I'll, I'll be back on Saturday. I'll have an opportunity to cover those ball games, and then obviously Mississippi State's going to play Ole Miss in basketball on Saturday, the last home game of the year in the regular season. I suspect we're going to have another home game or two uh, in the in the NIT, you know, barring something unforeseen. But I look forward to a series win. And uh, Mississippi State needs to kind of pad the record a little bit, kind of get some confidence and kind of get some good, some positive momentum together before we get an SEC play. Uh, looking around the league, South Alabama will be at Arkansas. And I mentioned that Arkansas has had some struggles as of late, and they really have. And again, they played some pretty good competition last week. Arkansas, a lot of people thought a real contender this year for Omaha. I still believe in this team. I don't think that they're... Um, Maybe quite what people have, uh, many people have forecasted, but uh, you know, offensively they expect to be very good. Pitching wise, they have been a little difficult, I guess, at times. Wicklander got beat up a little bit last weekend, but they had lost. They lost four in a row. They lose Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor, and then they lose to Illinois State eight seven on Tuesday. They will host South Alabama this weekend. Uh, you know, Arkansas obviously uh, looking to take out a little frustration of their own. And when you look at you know their their non-conference schedule, they have not really played anybody of note. They lose to Eastern Illinois. They beat us, win three from Eastern Illinois and take four from Gonzaga. And then when they really start playing some Power 5 teams, they begin to struggle. But this is an Arkansas team that's got a lot of talent. So we do expect them to bounce back. I, I hope they kind of figure it out after they come to Starkville. That will be a very emotional series, to say the least. Uh, Cornell will be at South Carolina. You know, South Carolina is one of those teams, too, that uh, still kind of in rebuild mode. I think that has taken a lot longer than than most people anticipated. I, I don't know that I expected South Carolina to still be uh, kind of working through their issues. I mean, last year, you remember, they were the last team in to make it to Hoover. They're 8-4 and four on the year. Probably looking forward to uh, getting some Ws this weekend. You know, Cornell, again, not necessarily known as a baseball power. Our friends from Wright State will visit Tennessee. Tennessee making some waves again in the non-conference. Remember this time last year, a lot of people were saying, man, Tennessee, look at them. Listen, they're playing a much better, better brand of baseball, but they kind of ran out of pitching last year down the stretch to really contend. But they did have just enough with Garrett Stallings and those guys 
Uh, and they're, so they're back, and that's the thing. You know, Daniel Crochet has not been what people expected. He's still battling back from injury, had some arm soreness, but they're 13-0. and 0. Tennessee taking care of business in a non-conference, and uh, Ride State will be there. So I don't know who you root for there, but uh, Ride State has kind of made their home down here. They came down here and spent a series with us, spent a series with Auburn, and now they go to Tennessee. By the time they get back to the Horizon League, they will have seen some really good baseball. Played against really good teams. UMass will be at Georgia. That's another, you know, one of those kind of laugher type series. You look at that and think Georgia just ought to run through them. Georgia 11 and 2 on the year. Don't think they'll have any problems with UMass. That, that's the thing, you know, when you play up north, you're going to spend a lot of time in February and March down south. South Florida will visit number one, Florida. I know some people are looking at that, and they kind of shake their heads about that. Florida's a very good team. We kind of knew last year, if you wanted to get the Gators, you needed to get them last year. And I know there are some people that kind of propped them up in the rankings last year, and they snuck in the tournament late. But the lumps they took last year are kind of paying some dividends for them this year. I'm glad we don't get them, to be honest with you, because I'm hoping they'll beat up some of our other competition, because I think Mississippi State's going to be okay. Uh, Lipscomb will be at Alabama. Alabama, again, tearing up the non-conference schedule. 13 and 0. That was the thing. Well, they're playing a lot better. A lot of people just look at numbers and they're undefeated. We would love to be undefeated. Alabama, their issue's always been once they get in a conference play. And they lost a ton, a ton last year. So there are a lot of new faces in the Alabama lineup. Chicago State will be at Auburn. Auburn kind of looking uh, to get things back on track. Auburn is uh, one of those teams, too. We knew they were going to struggle a little bit scoring. But they can pitch it. They're going to be okay. They can stay healthy. They're going to be okay. They're ten and three on the year. I still think Auburn is a real threat in the SEC. They got to find a way to score, but they've got just enough pitching to stay in most ball games. Princeton will be at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, I think, has lost what one game this year. Is that correct? Yeah, eleven and one, and that was back in the opening weekend when they lost to, to Louisville. So they're playing well. Hadn't played a whole lot of people, but they're playing well. They won't play anybody this weekend either. I don't know that uh, Princeton's going to have uh, much of a challenge for Ole Miss, but uh, Ole Miss is doing what they should do, and that's beating teams that they have better talent than. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. But uh, you know, Ole Miss playing well right now. New Mexico State will be at Texas A&M. And the Aggies are currently ranked 24. I, I'm not sold on, on A&M. You know, they're 11-3, and three, but you know, you know, offensively, they beat up on some teams that uh, don't have any pitching, but uh, I think they're going to miss Brandon Shoemaker a lot more than people realize. He was their guy last year. They really struggled offensively. Well, uh, Western Illinois is at Missouri. Missouri battling to try to get some Ws. They're ineligible for postseason. I don't know if you guys you know, have forgotten about that. You know, they, they were not bow eligible. That's all part of their, their Tudor Gate scandal that was more significant than what Mississippi State had. They're 6-5 and five on the year. And they'll have an opportunity to play Western Illinois. You know, we played Western Illinois a couple years ago. They were here for the uh, the Bulldog Classic. UMass Lowell, another team that's been to Mississippi State in the last few years, will visit LSU. LSU, LSU is still LSU. They're one of those uh, teams that that have my respect. I, I expect LSU to figure this thing out. Pulmonary is too good a coach. They recruit at, at a very high level. They will figure these things out, but they have been very up and down already this year. Running down the LSU schedule, they lose. They win two of three 
against Indiana. Indiana wins the uh, the Sunday game 7-2. Then they beat Southern. They lose to Nickel State. We've been there before by a 4-2 number down in Thibodeau. Then they lose that Friday to Eastern Kentucky 2 to nothing. They put it together, win the next four, including Louisiana Tech and Texas. They beat Texas 4-3. They drop a game to Baylor, and they get, they get no hit by Oklahoma. They bounce back on Tuesday and win against Southeastern 6-3, and then their, their Wednesday game against Grambling was postponed. So they'll have a three-game set uh, this weekend against UMass Lowell. And then they get one final non-conference game, South Al, before they go to, to Ole Miss. And then we'll see them the next weekend. We'll be down there in Baton Rouge. And so uh, eager to get down there. Matter of fact, I'll be signing books that Saturday at TJ Ribs before the ball game. It's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward to being back in Baton Rouge just for a little while. Maybe go by Fleur de Lee Pizza and enjoy that while I'm down there. The, uh, the final series of the weekend is uh, you know, Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt is going to have uh, one of those deals where they're going to play they play UCLA on Friday and then turn around on Saturday and they're going to play USC. And then on Sunday, got the numbers right here. On Sunday, they will play TCU. So UCLA played really good baseball. TCU, always a pretty solid brand. USC, yeah, you never know. But Vanderbilt, very competitive weekend for them. We could see them, uh, you know, drop a few ball games. You know, and Auburn is another one of those teams, too, that's got multiple. I mentioned Wright State being there. They're also going to have uh, Chicago State there for one game. Let me see who the Saturday opponent is for them. Yes, yeah, Chicago State. So, uh, interesting, interesting lineup for sure. This weekend, Kentucky is a team, you know, that we've talked about. They've been a little bit uh, up and down this year, seven and six on the year. Won a game early this week with a walk-off home run against Murray State, nine-eight. They're in the eighth inning. They're going to have this weekend. They're going to have, uh, I guess it's North Florida and then Oakland this weekend. So Kentucky with a couple of uh, you know, opponents they should be able to beat. But so an interesting weekend is always before everybody gets ready to go play in the SEC. Next weekend is going to be a much, much different weekend. You're going to see a different level of intensity. You guys are aware. And my concern, more than anything else, when it comes to Mississippi State, is are we prepared for SEC play? I think the next few days will determine that. You know, we've got to find a way to flush some of this. We've got to find a way to make sure it's behind us and we're focused on the task ahead because – if we get an SEC play and start digging ourselves a hole early, it's going to be difficult to dig it out. We've got to get the bats going this weekend. You guys know that. You don't need me to tell you that. We've got to be able to play some baseball this weekend. We have got to be able to take advantage of Quinnipiac coming in here and get some confidence for this order. We have got to put some runs up, and that's been the thing all year. Even in the games that we won, we haven't had that big offensive performance. The closest thing we had was really that Saturday game last weekend against Long Beach State. We've got to find a way to put it together. And now we'll have to do it without one of our best hitters in the lineup being Tanner Allen. So guys like Justin Foscue, kind of steady Eddie Justin Foscue, he, he doesn't get elevated emotionally. He'll have to carry more of the load. Jordan Westberg is a guy that's kind of up and down sometimes, and he, and he, he struggles to pick up spin. You know, he's going to have to get it together. These juniors, guys like Josh Hatcher, those guys are going to have to kind of carry the load while Tanner Allen is out. 
And that's one of the great things about it is Mississippi State. We're not a one-hitter one lineup. When Mac was out last year, Mississippi State found a way to do it. And I suspect they'll do the same thing here. Campus Bookmark, your friends at Campus Bookmark, they're happy to serve you. You go by and you see Miss Kathy Brown, Stan Ray, the lovely, talented Susie. They'll take care of you. You go by, you see them, and you say, listen, I heard about you guys on the boneyard, and I want to come by here, and I want to get one of these Mississippi State hoodies. I want to get one of these maroon and white 1985 baseball jerseys. They're going to have all that for you. Mom, let me go ahead and request this on behalf of all the kids and your husband. We would love to get a little uh, little surprise. We'd love to get a package in the mail just for no other reason than the fact that you love us. Because you know we love Mississippi State. We love maroon and white clothing. We would like to be able to wear a Sunday black jersey. So if you ordered us one, Mom, we'd, we'd be very happy about that. You can do that at campusbookmark.net. And by being a loyal Bonegard listener, we'll save you a little money. The phrase that pays BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That's right. That's right. BSR, Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Again, campusbookmark.net, a startable institution. So on the basketball front, we're going to get ready to go play Ole Miss. And uh, this game, in some respects, has lost a little bit of its luster due to what happened on Tuesday. It's still Ole Miss, guys. You know, we're still getting ready to go play Ole Miss. That game still means something. Yeah, I ran some numbers uh, earlier today, and I want to run these for you too. You know, that that has traditionally been one of the better attended games all year, and a lot of that's because you get Ole Miss people to come too. And I don't know, you know, how motivated they're going to be to come because they haven't had perhaps the season you know they had hoped. But uh, we're going to see a pretty good crowd. My hope is I'm going to make a plea here to our students. You know, listeners, you have a lot of opportunities to get out and go do some things. The weather's starting to warm up a little bit. It's going to be dry. Many of you are probably a little bit stir-crazy, and many of you have already gone home for spring break, or you will be leaving tomorrow. For those of you that are in the area, within a reasonable driving distance, please come back. Please come back for the ball game on Saturday. And let me be honest with you, okay? As a guy that went to a suitcase college for junior college and hopes playing soccer, it's a lot more fun here. Your high school friends aren't doing anything fun anyway. They would rather be here with you. So why don't you invite them here and you guys come spend a weekend with us at Dirty Noble Field and be in the hump. And for those of you that are in the hump, we need you to be loud. We need you to be proud. We need to have a great atmosphere. And listen, we don't always have capacity crowds at Humphrey Coliseum. And, and to be, I'm not going to sit here and criticize our fans because I, I don't like it when people do that. I mean, it, you have you work hard for your money, and you have to make some difficult decisions for how you spend your, spend your entertainment dollar. I think we should have been uh, supporting our team a lot more last year, but it is what it is. It is what it is. But we need you tomorrow, Saturday. We need you here on Saturday uh, to be able to help contribute to Mississippi State win its senior day. Don't have a lot of seniors, but uh, Tyson Carter's moving on. This is a guy that was born and bred to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. So my hope is we can get Tyson a win. And how nice would it be to have one more win over Ole Miss on the way out the door? We don't know what the postseason holds just yet. We don't know. 
Can we catch light and then the bottle in the SEC tournament? I don't expect it, but it's certainly possible. Can we find a way to an NCAA tournament? I think the chances are very, very slim, but not impossible. You beat Ole Miss, won a couple of games, and you get some upsets out there, and it may be. You get more of those bubble teams to drop out, maybe. And again, the chances are very, very long. Very, very, very Mississippi State might have to even make the finals of the SEC tournament just to have a, a chance. But the bottom line is Mississippi State's going to continue to play basketball. Ole Miss, 15 and 15 and 6 and 11 in the SEC. Bringing Tyree again continues to just, you know, really be a dominant player for them. He really lit State up. We went up there to Oxford. It was almost like we just kind of refused to play defense against him. Averaging 20 points a game, all SEC type numbers. Devontae Schuler has been a very good complimentary player. 11.4 points per game. Blake Henson's a guy that people were really high on last year. He hadn't been quite the player that people projected him to be, but he's still averaging double figures, 10.6 points a game. K.J. Buffin's a guy uh, last year that was kind of an adventure, but uh, he is maturing, also averaging uh, you know, over double digits. Mississippi State's got to go out and play well. We've got to play with some passion. We've got to play with some enthusiasm. A rivalry game, and it's one of those things too. If you're Ben Howland, I don't think you have to say a whole lot. You know, we've got a lot of kids on this team that are Mississippi State kids, and I hate to call them kids, but you know what I'm saying. You got Mississippi State legacies. You got Tyson Carter that grew up cheering for Mississippi State. You got Reggie Perry who knows his dad played at Mississippi State. Same for Robert Woodard. These are guys that have grown up understanding. It is important for Mississippi State to beat Ole Miss. Now it's on their watch. And for some of them, this will be their last opportunity to play Ole Miss. And so what will they do with it? That remains to be seen. I expect a good, a good effort. I really do. And maybe I'm being a little bit of a Pollyanna here, being a bit of a homer, but I expect State to come out and win the ball game. Not happy about how the season has gone. I think we've left some wins on the floor. You could probably make that argument most years. But this year, it seems like we've we've had a handful. But this is one you got to win. I, I'm curious to see, you know, if, if the wind is out of our sails like it is out of our bubble after Tuesday night's loss to South Carolina. But I believe being back in Humphrey Coliseum, I and mean, we've been a very good road, a very, very good home team this year, that uh, we'll stand up and, and fight. It is a little bit concerning that it will be spring break. We won't have the capacity student section. But my hope is those are there that will be very boisterous. Mississippi State's going to need that. So that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back on Monday. Hopefully a regular schedule. I might have to actually record from Nashville. We're going to be in Nashville for a couple of days early next week uh, as we go visit with the uh, the folks at 247 Sports. We'll go, we'll go up there a couple of times every couple of years, just kind of get the latest on what's coming for you guys down the road. I'm excited to get back up there and kind of see. We, we, there's been a lot of growth with our site over the course of the last year. And thank you guys for that. So we'll be up there and then uh, be back with you guys. And so I will keep you updated and kind of keep you abreast of kind of where we are and what we're doing uh, with next week's show. And, uh, of course, the uh, SEC Women's Tournament will wrap up this weekend. So hopefully we're recapping Mississippi State's strong run in that tournament. And wouldn't it be great if we won the thing? 
And then uh, we'll see how a good weekend the baseball goes. I expect a good weekend again. And uh, my hope is Mississippi State can knock down Ole Miss men's basketball and have a positive stepping stone into next week's SEC tournament in Nashville. I would be remiss if uh, I didn't mention the loss of life and property uh, and just the way of life in Nashville. I've had several friends and relatives that have reached out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And uh, in the wake of this week's storms, not just in Nashville, but in Madison, Mississippi, and Canton, and Gluckstadt, and, and all those areas, and uh, got a brother-in-law, they lost their business, and insurance will, will, will cover all that, but, you, you know, what do you do in the meantime? And there are a lot of people out there that are suffering. And so my thoughts and prayers are with you all. And uh, for those of you that have lost people that you love and you care about, there's really nothing that we can say to make that feel any better. But uh, we are with you. And uh, for whatever that means, and uh, hope that uh, you find a way to kind of rebuild and kind of move forward. But uh, it's one of those things when you lose people you love, there's really no true recovery from that. You never really get over that. You just kind of get on with that. And so with that, that'll be our show. If you hadn't done so, go to StarkVillainsTheBook.com, order yourself a book, order 10 or 12 copies just to distribute among your friends. You can also get Flim Flam there. So if you've got that smart Alec Oldman's brother-in-law who's got a birthday coming up, you can uh, have a little fun at his expense. You can order Flim Flam there as well. Get your Stark Villains shirts at StarkVillains.com and look for all your Mississippi State coverage at JeansPage.com, the Mississippi State affiliate of 247 Sports. Happy to be with you today. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Come out and see us at Dirty Noble Field and Humphrey Coliseum. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.